in trouble today. I'm in a crazy mood. Uh, uh, thank you, Annabelle. Annabelle made me a... To Pastor Keenan from Annabelle. Aww. Thank you, my love. Up in my office. Uh, let me show you, share with you what I was reading today. I, I mean, not today, but this week I was reading some stuff because I don't really, really technically, I don't do sermons. I kind of just read the Bible, and then me and God kind of discuss it, and then I let you guys eavesdrop. That's kind of how I teach Bible, you know. So let me show you what I read this week. Go to Genesis chapter. I don't know. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Twenty-two. Yup, Genesis chapter 32, verse 22. Now, I read these two passages of scripture, and I read them at different times, but then I realized they probably will mesh together some kind of way. So I'm, I'm going to, let me show you something. Uh, here's the story. Uh, we got Jacob. Jacob is, uh, his brother, his name was Esau. And uh, these two were kind of at, at war because uh, Jacob, um, he conned Esau out of his inheritance, right? Mm -hmm. and so it's a, it's a lot of backstory here. Jacob isn't necessarily a good guy. He's been trying to get by in all different kind of ways. And, and so now he's got an issue because now his brother's mad and his brother has 400 soldiers. And so Jacob is trying to, you know, appease him. So he sends some stuff to him saying, hey, let's be friends again. But then he sends his family the other way because he's thinking he's not going to receive this. So we're probably going to we probably have a serious situation. He's probably going to try to kill me. So he has this plan he's developed. And so let me show you what happened. So that night, Jacob got up, took his two wives. Now, that's a problem right now, having two wives. <laughs> he's starting off really bad right now. One wife is enough. Trust me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He was really busy. He got 11 sons. Okay. And then he crossed the ford to Jabbok. Now, he sent his stuff to Esau, but he, he, he himself, and he sent his family another direction. Come on. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. Yep. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled this with him till daybreak. I realized that you, everybody has to have that moment when you... And, and it's just you and God alone. Amen. See, see, I love corporate settings, and, and, and you know, we come together as a group, and it's good because you know God, all, He likes to move in groups, and so you, you, we all come together and we sit in, in, in the presence of God. Hopefully, because you can go to church and not be in the presence of God, but but we can come and sit in the presence of God, and we all come together and we all love. You guys hugging each other, you know, and it's great, and it's this great sense of love and God in the building. But you have to have that moment when it's just you by yourself. This is, this is why, because you know what I've seen that, that's happened over uh, periods of time? You will have the, the family that goes to a church, and then they go to that church all their lives, right? Maybe they were raised in that church or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they have kids, and they bring their kids to the church. And then as soon as the kids start to get a little older, they start to drift. Mm-hmm. And then when they begin to get into their 20s and then their 30s and they get married and stuff, they really drift. And then it becomes the church I used to go to when I was young, but I don't go there anymore. And so the whole time they went to church, that whole time while they were young, but they never had that personal encounter. Amen. That, that you know, and you did the right thing by bringing your kids to church. So you're giving them a chance to know who God is, but they have to have this personal account encounter. It can't be 
uh, this, this can't be like going to bowling on Thursday nights. All right. Because that's what church can be. It, it could be just we go to our family dinner on Sundays, but we go to church first. It, it, at some point, you've got to encounter God by yourself. Because when, when, when somebody moves away or, 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 or something happens or say you, you change locations or whatever, and then you can't go to the family church anymore, you still have to have the sense of God in your life. Amen. Because God is personal to you. He's not, it's not just something that you do. That's right. You've had a personal encounter with God. And I'm going to give you evidence of what a personal encounter looks like. The first piece is you've got to be alone with God at some time. You and God have to have a one-on-one conversation, yeah. just you and him, Amen. without nobody else. Everybody says mm-hmm. It can be in the car. It can be in the shower. It can be wherever. Auntie, come on. When the man saw that he could not overpower him. So Jacob left alone and go back, go back, go back, back, back. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him to and daybreak. Some man came out and jumped him. <laughs> I used to think that Jacob picked this fight. When I used to read this back in the day, that Jacob saw a man and I realized something now. The man jumped Jacob. Can you imagine Jacob? getting this stuff ready, all of a sudden some guy runs up and just attacks them. And then they're tussling, and they're, and they're wrestling till the morning. Now listen, I, I ain't trying to wrestle no sweaty dude anyway, you know what I mean? I mean, and I'm sure not trying to wrestle for no hours. It, see, if somebody tries to hurt me, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to really try to hurt them fast to make sure this fight is over. Amen. All right, so I, I don't fight clean. <laughs> so I'm gonna really try to hurt you to, to uh, and then here's how evil I am. I, I, I formulated in my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna smash his kneecap. <laughs> I, I shouldn't tell you guys this. <laughs> I, 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 I was getting right. Ra- <laughs> I had an altercation one time. I, I, I was in high school at this time, and I had a a pretty good reputation in high school. But, but um, this guy, he was, uh, um, he actually stole my leather jacket, but he didn't know it was mine. Because we, we had a football game, but he was on a swim team. And so when we left for the game, my stuff was in the locker room. I had a really nice leather jacket. He took it, but he didn't know it was mine. So, I'm going to, so then he wore it to school, and I'm like, hey, you actually wore my jacket? <laughs> and so I saw him with my jacket on, because I'm like, who stole my jacket? A couple days later, he's wearing my jacket. I'm like, if you don't give me my jacket, dude. And so he's like, oh, Kenny, this isn't your jacket. I didn't even know his name, but he knew mine. And I'm like, look, dude. And so I'm like, okay, okay. So the next hour, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to smash this guy. <laughs> and so he, 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 he comes out, and I formulated it in my mind. I am going to hit him in the mouth. I'm going to hit him in the mouth. I'm going to hit him in the mouth. <laughs> So I'm, I'm like, I'm like picturing to hit him in the mouth, but I'm like, okay, don't hit him with your knuckles because your knuckles are kind of weak. Hit him with your wrist. Hit him with this right here, and I, bam, I hit him in the mouth, and his tooth got stuck in my. Oh, I knocked his tooth out, and I did not feel bad. <laughs> I got kicked out of school, but I didn't feel bad, <laughs> and I got my jacket back. Long, long story short, or short story long, I'm not trying to wrestle till daybreak. So here's God, I mean, here's this man who jumps Jacob. 
and they're wrestling till daybreak. Auntie, push on. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so, so that his hip was. When the man saw that he couldn't overpower Jacob, Jacob was handling him. Jacob was, was going back at him. And this is what I realized. People go, who is the man? Well, I'm going to show you a little later. He gives you hints who he is. But it's because they're like, is he God? Is he an angel? I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure, but I'm going to give you some hints. But here's the thing I realized. When you have an encounter with God, it turns into a wrestling match. Amen. When, I, when you really find out who God is and he really starts to impact your life, you begin to struggle. Mm-hmm. Me and God are just tussling. Because he wants me to stop doing this, stop doing that, don't kidding, be better. And it's, t- it's a total wrestling match. He jumps me. All right. I'm minding my business and he jumps me. Because he realizes something. You're born in sin, son. And you were shaped by iniquity. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to make you something that you're supposed to be, something that I've always created you to be, but you came out wrong. He's trying to make me a good father, so he jumps me. And so we tussle about things. Because deep down inside, man, I, 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 don't, I don't really care about stuff. I, I'm one of the most, I, I'm so dark. I'll admit it. I'm, don't judge me. <laughs> you can't judge me because you got your issues still. That's right. I, I'm so dark. I'm so villainous. I, see, in movies, I always like the bad guy. It's just my nature. I think they have more fun. <laughs> they dress better. They usually look better. You know what I mean? And it's like, I love that. I'm, I, in my mind, I go, man, Kenny, you, you don't want to love. You don't want to forgive. You don't want to care. And so then what happens? Me and God are tussling all the time. Always wrestling. He always jumps me. Yeah. And then me and him tussle and we tussle and and, and, we, and then it says, when the man saw that he couldn't overpower Jacob, he just touched his hip, auntie, and knocked it out of socket. Yeah. Now, who was the man? Listen, Jacob, I'm sure he realized at that time, he's been holding back. Mm-hmm. He could have hurt me at any moment. Yes. Julian has this thing he does, and Courtney, she gets it too. He'll just attack you. <laughs> You'll be sitting there minding your business and he'll just attack you. And it's like, dude, and he's big, so he's like, and poor Courtney, if he catches Courtney on the couch <laughs> and she's not looking and he attacks her, Courtney's got no chance. You don't even see Courtney no more. All you see is Joey. <laughs> and I have to go over and rescue her and, and get him. Now, if she knows he's coming, Courtney can still handle him. But if she don't know, she's just totally overpowered. <laughs> and it's like, so this man comes out and attacks him, and so at any moment, at any moment, Jacob realizes after he knocked his hip out of, out of socket, he could have took me down at any time. Any time. Isn't that the grace of God? He, he can take you down, and he, he should take you down because we're not good enough. Amen. You're not. You're not holy enough. You're, you don't pray enough. You don't study enough. We don't, we don't serve enough. We don't give glory enough. We're too busy. And at any moment in the midst of your wrestling match, God is totally holding back. He's holding back his what? His judgment. Amen. Amen. 
as we wrestle and he, we tussle and he goes, Keenan, and he jumps me. Oh, here he comes again. Get off me, God. Get off me. I don't want to love them. I don't want to do the right thing. I'm tired of doing the right thing. No, you can. God, leave me alone. <laughs> and I dare to fight him back, and so do you. But at any moment, he can knock me off the planet. Amen. If he wanted to, but his love keeps him tussling with us all night. Yes. All night we wrestle, all night. And he goes, you're going to be a good father because your father was bad. You're not going to use that as an excuse. And he wrestles me and he kisses me. He's like, you're going to tell the truth. And I'm like, you know what, but I can just lie my way out of this one. No, you're not. And he wrestles with me. He goes, you're going to love somebody who said something, who's done some horrible things to you. And I go, no, I'm not. And he jumps me. Yes, you are. <laughs> and then we wrestle. <laughs> and at any moment, he could have just blew my whole leg out. It didn't say he hit it. He didn't say he got him in a figure four lock. It didn't say that he wrenched on it. He just touched it. Yes. Jacob goes, he could have took me down at any time. Yes. He's holding back. Auntie, come on. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. So here's the man going, let me go. So this means when Jacob's hip got out of socket, he just got a better grip and held on. Even though he's hurt, even though he blew out, even though I'm sure his hip was just, just, just all, all disfigured, out of place, Jacob at that time could have went, okay, okay, it's over. See, Jacob is starting to realize I'm wrestling with something else. This isn't a robber right. or someone who's just crazy who came up and attacked me. It's not Julian. <laughs> This guy is something about him. He just knocked my leg out of socket. He's way stronger than me, but he's been holding back. And he says, listen, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. He realizes something. This is a heavenly being. Yes, yes, And he yes. says, I, I, my leg's out of socket, but he takes a better grip and he holds on. He says, I'm not going to let you go because I need you to bless me because I've been trying to do life my way all my life. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten me nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I have a situation. My father doesn't like me. My brother's trying to kill me. I don't even know what I'm doing. I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't do all I have right now. So as we wrestle, I'm still saying I'm asking you for the blessing. Yes. And they're, and they're in this tussle with this. He says, y'all let me go because daybreak is coming. And he says, no. Why did he say because daybreak is coming? Because the man is saying, I don't really want you to look at me. Because you won't live. He's giving us hints. One was, he touched his hip, knocked it out of socket. Another one was, don't look at me. As, as nighttime, we can wrestle. But if you see me in the day, hallelujah. Mm. Come on. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Your name is Jacob. That means that you are someone who's conniving. You're someone who, who's kind of uh, uh, sneaky. You're, you're, you're someone who's, who, who's, who's done things, you know, not the right way. You're, you're a supplanter. You're, 
See, Jacob didn't have a good reputation, and his name showed it. So the man asked him, what is your name? And he said, your name is no longer Jacob. Now we're going to change it to Israel. And Israel meaning because you have struggled with God. Yes. Because you wrestled with God and you lived. You lived to tell about it. And because of this struggle, you now are a new person. Yes. So, man, when you really have an encounter with God, I'm talking about a real one. I'm not talking about your family brought you to church and you just came and you went to children's church. And then, you know, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, you just came with your husband or you just came with your wife to shut her up or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, you know, just you were raised religious and that's what you do. I'm talking about when you really had the wrestle, the wrestling match. When you, when you really had that scrap, and you just, see, I'm going to tell people, I tell people all the time, when they, go, they come to the Lord, they go, man, everything is so hard. Yes, because you're in a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. wrestling with you, trying to get you where you need to be. It's yeah. a struggle. He jumps you. Yes, yes. And then you're like, why do I feel this way? And I'm, should, I should be, I came to the Lord to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, you will be happy after the wrestling match. After the match. Don't feel bad if you're struggling. If you're struggling, that's good because you're in a wrestling match. If you don't care anymore, you're lost. That's right. Even in your sin, when we sin and, and we wrestle with it, oh, I, you know, I just want to stop that, but I can't stop it. So you're wrestling and God is just, he can take you out at any moment, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Amen. He loves you. Yes. So he'll just hold you and struggle with you. Like, I could take Julian out at any moment. I can. But I, I just let him, you know, I let him wrestle with me. And sometimes I just let him overpower me and makes him feel better. And he goes, oh, I got that. And then I smash him later just to remind him. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really get me, dude. I, I, I let you do that now. Stop getting cocky. You know, and, and, and I can take him out at any time, but I'll let him get me. And then, he, and then he'll put all this weight on me and fall on me and I'm like, okay, you got to get up. (laughs) (laughs) But I could have took you out to see my love for you. Yes. I'll let you wrestle. So God comes and you're like, man, why am I struggling so much? Because God is wrestling with you. Because he doesn't want you to have a superficial relationship with him. That's based on what? Well, maybe I just went to church. Or maybe my conscience felt better when I went. Or maybe, but see, because that won't last. As soon as trouble comes or something happens, you'll be right back out there. And, that, and then you bump into him on the street. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm okay. You know, I really need to come back to church. I didn't ask you that. I just said, how are you? Hey, I was glad to see you. Mm-hmm. See, because you, you, you drifted too far. You're not coming. See, God wants to be God, not just here, but, but everywhere for you. He, he wants this real encounter. Not, not, not this religious moment, not this emotional stimulation. He wants that real encounter. He wants you to be in a fight with him. He wants you to wrestle with him because he's so holy and you're so not. So when these two come together, they can't help but clash. 
right, right. And God is saying, no, I want you to love. You're going, no, I don't want to love. And I want you to forgive. No, I don't want to forgive. And you're wrestling, you're wrestling. I want you to let that go. No, I don't want to let that go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, right, you're like, oh, God, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you up, God. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> He says, I'm changing your name, Jacob. You're now Israel. Because you struggle with God. See, because you were really a bad guy, so we struggle. So God goes, Kenny, you're such a villain. That's why you wear so much black. That's why you drive black trucks. You're like Batman. You're, you're kind of good. <laughs> and I go, I know. And the only witness I got in here is my uncle. Because he knew we were for God. Oh, don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and if he stood up here and gave, and gave you an idea of Kenan before, you will say that God really did come into his life. Yeah. Am I lying up? You were there. And my uncle can stand up here and say, let me tell you about this dude before Christ. Amen. You don't want to know that dude. And we're constantly still in a struggle. Yeah, Amen. And the reason why I share these things with you, so you won't feel bad when you struggle. That's right. I'm saying this is a safe place. We all struggle. We all have our moments of doubt. We all have our moments of fear. We all have our moments where we're just wrong. We all have our moments when we're stupid. We we all have our moments. And I'm saying, in here, I give you the right to to be okay. I'm not judging you. I never will. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care what you've been through. I'll never judge it. I promise you. Amen. And here you have a right to heal. And here you have a right to recover. Amen. And here nobody's going to push you down if you fall. Amen. 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 Why? Well, because your pastor's a villain. (laughs) (laughs) Next verse. Come on. We're almost done with this. Jacob said, please tell me your name. He says, tell me your name. But the man, auntie, he replied, come on, Jacob. You know my name. You know who this is. We go, what's going on? I don't know why I'm feeling this way. You know why you feel that way. Because God is on your back. And he's not going away from you. He won't leave. He jumped you. Mm-hmm. He's not leaving you alone. And we go, why is this happening? What is going on? You know his name. He's like, you know who I am. Come on, Jacob. (laughs) Why you ask me my name? And then he blessed him there. Yes. You know who I am. You said said you're not. I'm ready to go. I'm done with this wrestling match. So you won't let me go until I bless you? So he blessed him. Who can bless you? can touch your hip and knock it out of socket. Who can hold back like that? Some people say, was it an angel or was it God? Well, I'm leaning more to God. Auntie, come on. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face. See, and Jacob goes, man, I do know what it is. I saw God face to face, yet I'm still alive, man. I live to tell the story. Yes with God but I paid for it next verse the sun rose above him as he passed Peniel and he was limping because of his hip so now he has a permanent hemp limp hemp limp 
that <laughs> never went away. It didn't heal. It was that constant reminder. Amen. When God impacts your life, know what God, this is what God does. And I was, I was so kind of upset for a second. He cripples you. Hmm. When you're really having an encounter with God, you need him so much, you're crippled. Amen. You get a real encounter with God. You see, you used to feel good about your education, about the way you look, about the money that you made, you know, your job. Or you used to feel secure because of your husband or your wife or your children. Or you used to be secure because you finally bought a house or you, you know, you, you can afford a decent car. And you used to, but see, when you come into an encounter with God, you turn into someone who needs, you're needy. Amen. And then you start to go, God, I just, I just need you. I'm so crippled now. I, I was strong, I thought, before I came to you. But now, because of our encounter, you've knocked my something out of place. And now I can't function. So now I got this. My life will never be the same. It'll never be Never, same. never. His, his leg never heals. He, he limped around for the rest of his life. See, how do you know you really have an encounter with God? It's because everything changes. Yes. I mean, I'm not talking about you, you used to like chocolate and now you don't. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about everything about your personality, your makeup, what's important. Everything changes. And then you walk around with this permanent limp. And it makes you depend on God all the time. I know you're struggling. That's good. God is right. He jumped you. You weren't looking and he came up and he just grabbed you. And you're like, who is this? Get off me. No, I'm not getting off you. Then you go, oh, you're going to get off me. And he goes, no, I'm not. And then he goes, okay. Jacob says, all right. Then you get so close to God, you go, okay, I'm not getting off you now. Right. Until you let, you got to bless me. Nope, I'm not letting you go. Jacob, oh, no, hey, you know how kids grab your legs. I'm not letting you go. My hip's all out of place. I'm not letting you go. You got to bless me. You got to bless me. Yes. You got to look out for me. Yes. See, when you get a personal contact with God, that's what your mind, you go, God, I'm not letting you go. Amen. Till you bless me. Yes. Amen. I'm not letting you go. I, I'm going to hold on to you with all I have because you're all I have. I, my family doesn't cut it anymore. My my, my job doesn't work anymore. My, I, you know, none of that stuff works. I'm so crippled. I don't know what happened. I used to be this, and now I'm just yeah. so dependent on you. I'm just walking around with a spiritual limp. Yes. Trying to deal with the world. Yes. <laughs> Auntie, let's go to my next thing. Okay. See if I can match these two together. Romans, I don't know what it is. Though. Romans 10 and 1. Romans 10. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for the Israelites is that they may be saved. So this Paul, he said, listen, brothers and sisters, here's my desire and, I, and, and my prayer to God. I want them all to be saved. Wait a minute. They're Israelites. They already know about God. He says, yes, but they haven't had a personal encounter. Amen. See, of course they know about him because their parents, their great-great-grandparents knew, their great-grandparents knew. Their parents knew, so now they know. But they don't have an encounter. He, he says, I wish above all things that they will be saved. Oh, this is what he's saying. And this is what I pray for my kids all the time. Lord, don't let them know 
my God. Let them know their God. Amen. Amen. See, because they know my God. They know how my life is. Courtney can say, I, I watch my father all the time. I, and she sees my struggle more than anybody because she's my biggest counselor. And she'll be like, Dad, stop it. Don't be like that. You can't say those things. <laughs> <laughs> she always reminds me. <laughs> no, 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 you can't be like that. I raised you, shut up. You don't tell me how I'm supposed to act. And, it, and it's like, but my thing is, she sees my struggle all the time. She's there, she sees it. And so it's like, man, I want her to know God for herself. I want Julie to know. I want Motor, Candace, I call her Motor because she don't shut up. I want Candace <laughs> to know God for herself. I don't want her to know my God. I don't want Courtney to know my God. I don't want Julie to know my God. Amen. Yes, yes. All right. So here's Paul going, I want them to know, because they know it religiously, but it hasn't been personal. Come on. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. He says, listen, I can say this about them. They are excited about going to church and doing all those things, but that, that zeal is it, it, not based on what they understand. It's all emotion. Mm-hmm. When kids go, I just love the children's ministry, and, 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 they, and, and the churches put all this work and stuff in the children, and I'm not against that. But what I'm saying is, it, and then the kids turn into teenagers, and they all leave. Because mm -hmm. you know what? You just had fun. You, 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 you got their zeal. See, because they got all these other little kids running around, and you put up a bounce house, and you... You always got candy and snacks for them or something like that. Or you, or you bring in puppeteers and when you do all this thing. And it's like, that stuff is okay, but what, does it really build something though? And then when they get like, when they get like 15, they don't want to go to church anymore. Mm -hmm. They get like 16 and God don't let them get a boyfriend. And then you're like, my daughter doesn't want to come to church no more. Well, because you know, you got to pray this. God, you need, they need to wrestle. You need to jump them. So they can have a personal encounter, not, not a religious-based zeal, or that zeal, where zeal means an excitement for. Not, not that, not an emotional thing. See, they need the knowledge of God. Yes. <laughs> Auntie, come on. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. So this is very good. It says, so since they didn't know what God was really like, they figured it out for themselves and they formulated in their own mind what they thought God was. Mm -hmm. How many people do you bump into like that? They, they, they have their own sense of God. They don't go to church. They don't read the Bible. They don't even really pray. But they'll go, oh, yeah, I know God, yeah. Well, I know how God is. See, what you've done, you formulated your own thoughts about God. Mm -hmm. They acknowledge him. They, they say that he is, but it's not based on what God really is. It's based on what they think God is. And, then they, and then what it comes down to is you just don't want to submit. You don't want the permanent limp. You, how do I know God has affected your life? <coughs> that you really had an impact, that God really came and jumped you and he impacted your life because you walk around with a permanent limp. Hmm. If you don't have a limp, God hasn't come into your life. If, if, if it's not a part of you that's just weak, God hasn't come into your life. If it's not a part of you that is humble and submitted to, you don't have the permanent limp. Mm -hmm. 
That's why our teenagers leave church. That's, that's, why, that's why our 20-something-year-olds, they leave church. And when do they come back? After they have kids and they're married and they got, you know, then they come back to church when they get like 37, 36, something like that. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Christ is the culmination. He, he, he crushed the law so that there may, may be righteousness now for who? Everybody who believes. Come on. Moses writes about this righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. Says, Moses wrote that if people <laughs> obey these laws, this person, uh, and they do these laws, they'll live. They'll live this way. But Jesus, come on. But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. Uh -huh. That is to bring Christ down. It says, don't say who, what is, and read the next verse, I'll explain it. Or who will descend into the deep. That is to bring Christ up from he the dead. Said, it's not up to you. There's nothing you can do. You can't ascend into heaven and bring him down. You can't go down below and bring him up. There's nothing you can do. Amen. So righteousness is never based on what you do. Right. You, you're not saved by what you do. You're saved by grace. Amen. Amen. And your belief saves you. But you can honor God with your lips yeah. mm -hmm. and not honor God with your heart. That's right. How you know the difference? Do you have the limp? Do you have the permanent limp of a struggle with God, of a personal encounter with God? If you don't have a limp, you didn't have it. If your life all of a sudden wasn't dependent on how God works in your life, then you don't have it. If all of a sudden your personality begins to change, and you're like, who am I? <laughs> you ever thought that I do? Dude, who are you? Before, you would have just handled that so Amen. differently, but now you just. Amen. Before, you would have just, you would have, oh, you would have, you know what you would have done. <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah. I don't feel like wrestling, though. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Auntie, come on. I'm almost done. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning the faith that we proclaim. Says, so what does if, it say? The word is near you, and it is in your mouth, and it is in your heart. See, it can't just be in your mouth. It has to be in your heart. So, the personal impact of, of, of an impactful relationship with God it results in something. It results in you changing to what you say, but it really results in changing with what you believe. Yes. Changing how you respond, changing your character, changing your makeup, changing what's important. Changing your level. Listen, you know, you want to know how to have a successful household? Everybody love God more than you love the other people. Amen. Amen. And so, what, this is what people do. Well, well uh, they stand up in front of uh, peak preachers at marriage, and, and they, they go, I promise to love you and cherish you more than anything. And I'm going, you better cherish God, or both of you, or you might not have a chance. Because you know how to, know, know the best way to have the best husband or wife is the one who loves God more than they love you. Amen. Amen. Because what happens is they love God more than God's going to say, stop it. Apologize. Mm -hmm. You're not loving right. Why you ain't bring her no flowers? <laughs> and then he talks to the wife. Don't hit him in the head with that pad. 
Why are you always nagging him? Why don't you leave that man alone? <laughs> see, because God, he, see, if we love God first, it trickles down. That's right. That's right. And God will say, no, you're going to be a good husband. No, I'm not. No, you're going to be a good wife. I don't want to be. <laughs> and you're wrestling, and he's going to win. He's going to win. Because you have a permanent Yes. Thank you, Lord. And God will save your marriage, save your house. If one's not committed to God more, I'm nervous for you. Trust me, I don't Amen, baby. <laughs> Come on. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart. See, you declare, if, you, if you say it with your mouth, that's good, Jesus is Lord. But here's the thing, you got to believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Now, here's the thing, you can trick us, but you can't trick God. That's right. So God knows the difference when somebody comes up and having an emotional moment when they go, oh, I'm really into this. See, because I'm in a corporate situation, and it's just the thing to do because everybody's going up there, and man, it's, it, everybody seems so happy, and I think I want what they have. And then they come up and they go, yes, I believe in the Lord. And before they get to the parking lot, they don't. Or they, they, they believe it for a while, but they don't stick around for the really the wrestling match. To, they end the wrestling match too soon, and they don't have the roots, so they sound like the parable of the sword, don't it? Yes. Or they come for a while, but then the world just starts to pull them right back out. Right when they get around 16, 15, 17, 18. personal encounter never happened. Every parent should pray for your child to have the personal encounter. Amen. Then when it stops being the family's God and it becomes their God. Yes. Come on. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So it says now it's your heart that gets, if you believe with your heart it justifies you. And if you confess with your mouth, it professes your faith. It lets everybody else know this is who you are now. That's why it's important to do both. You have to confess with your mouth, but believe in your heart. Mm -hmm. now, see, people go, well, how, that's it, easy. Yes, God wants it to be easy. He wants everybody to be saved. Mm -hmm. The only hard part is, can you really fix your heart? I hear what you're saying. But, but, but what are you thinking? But, what are you, but deep down, are me and you good? And here's the beauty of that. It works both ways. It works towards our salvation. It also works towards our mercy. Because there's times when we're just not good. And God says, okay, I look, I'm hearing what you're saying. You doubt me and all that. But he looks down in your heart and goes, no, she really does love me. Amen. Yes. He, he goes, I hear what you, right now you're acting like a little whiny baby. But so he goes, I'm not listening to what you're saying. And he goes and he looks into your heart and goes, he still loves me. Deep down, he loves me. Yes. That's why you got to have both. You got to say the right thing, but you got to also believe and think the right thing. Yes. How is one a Christian? Well, it's really simple. You confess your faith and you believe it and you stand on it and then the bell rings, ding, and the wrestling match begins. Yes. 
People go, I come to the Lord, everything's going to be great. He's going to give me everything I want. He's not a genie. He's not Santa Claus. He, he, he didn't promise you that. He, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen when you come to Jesus, really. The wrestling match begins. Yes. Amen. Ding, ding. Oh, here you go. You'll be like, what is this? You jumped me. <laughs> Why do I feel like this? Oh, I'm miserable. It's because you're wrestling. Your flesh don't want to do that. Yes. Come on, Auntie, I'm almost done. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. And here's the beauty of it. Anybody who believes, it says anybody who does things. Nope. Anybody who, who makes all the right decisions. Nope. Anybody who never makes a mistake. No, it says anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. I mean, I'm not going to make you shame. I know you, Paul. I know you do stupid things. But I'm going to hold back. I'm not going to. I'll make sure you're not shamed. Yes, Why? Because you believe in him. Yes. Next verse. For, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. Okay, so why do we got so much racism then? When everybody who's racist proclaims to know God. I, I just don't get it. It says here, there's no difference in people. Jews, Gentiles, the same Lord. Is Lord over everybody. Mm -hmm. Over everyone who calls him home. We are all God's. So why on earth do people dislike people? Because they don't look like them. But here it is. They go to church, though. Mm -hmm. See, I know. I got it figured out. It just came to me. They've had no personal encounter. Amen. Mm -hmm. I've had people come up to me and go, you know, I used to be racist. I'm like, I ain't mad. And here's the thing. That's the, the impact of God in your life. Because mm -hmm. people kind of forget sometimes that I'm black. People talk to me just like, and I go, dude, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> and they go, oh, no, kidding. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> dude, I didn't change Pittman, did I? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Do not say Negro. <laughs> you can show you can show anal glands kick. <laughs> you said that to the wrong person, man. You you forgot. So I thank God. God kind of meshes me in. I don't know how people just don't look at my color. But here's the thing: never let it be twisted that a lot of Christians are racist. Yes, they are. Oh, I get it. They're not. Because if you really are the wrestling match will start, you'll be like, oh, I don't trust those people. And, blah, blah, blah. and then God says, no, you got to love them. Oh, you got to love them. No, no. Yeah, yeah, I love them. They're okay. <laughs> I was so stupid. Amen. So you lose the match. Amen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose Come on. And richly blesses all who call on Everybody him. Everybody who calls on him, no matter where you are, no matter what your background is, no matter if you're male or female, everybody say amen. Amen. Next verse. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, but you got to remember he knows your heart. Next verse. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? Uh -huh. And how can they believe in the one of whom they so have not they heard? how can call someone who they haven't believed in? And how can they believe in someone that they haven't heard about? And how can they hear without somebody preaching it to them? That's why you come here, my crazy self. Why? Because I'm, 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 I'm trying to proclaim something.
thing. I'm yeah. trying to get you to have your own relationship with God, not mine. Right, right. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to let you eavesdrop on how my life works so you can take these principles and apply it to yours and develop your own relationship. You need me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know where I am. Where are you on Sundays? All right, you need me. Here's the thing, though. I need you. Amen. Everybody in this church is important. Every single member is important. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Okay, how, how can anyone preach unless somebody sends them? I've been sent. What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I go, God, this is a cruel joke. <laughs> if I could have planned this from day one, I never would have planned to be here. I didn't even know Emily City existed till I was 30-something years old. <laughs> and it's like, man, don't you know that I got sent? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, you did. And if you look at my life, my, my, my family saying, yeah, because they saw how my life went. Here, here, bing, 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 bing. Where are you? I remember the first time I brought my daughters out here, they were like, Dad, those are cows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's weird, man. <laughs> they got horses and stuff over there, too. <laughs> I got I to work with, got chickens. <laughs> and they're like, what? where are we? I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> Pretty not sure. I don't know what I'm doing out here. I don't know why I came out here. <laughs> I thought I came out here for one reason, but I guess I came out here for something else. I got sent. I, everybody say amen. Amen. Come on out there. Almost done. Was that it? Nope. But not all Israelites accepted the good news. It's a here's the kicker. But not all the people accepted that good news. He says, Lord, who believed what we told? Meaning, they all fell on all these ears, but it never led to the personal encounter. Mm -hmm. They don't have the limp. The limp of totally depending on God, limping through life, meaning I'm, I'm hindered, I'm handicapped. The only way I get through is because God's with me. See, I'm wrestling with God so much, he, he's, he permanently has distorted my way of thinking. He, he, he just adjusts me, he takes the privilege of attacking me at any moment to try to keep me going on this path and trying to straighten me out, trying to help make me be what he wants me to be for mm-hmm. my benefit, not his. Yes. And I got this permanent limp now. And it says, listen, but my neighbor sitting next to me doesn't. They heard the same message. They sat in the same services. But some kind of way, it didn't lead to the personal encounter. Mm-hmm. So jump back to first, the first verse. Paul says, I have to pray that this happens. Yes. Because these people are <laughs> trying. They, they, they're having fun, but... They don't know you, God. They're just, all they know is their families brought them to the synagogue. Mm-hmm. All they know is they're supposed to be here. That's what their family does on Sunday. All they know is, you know, as soon as they move away, they're not going to go nowhere else. They're not going to do it. As soon as they, 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 the church just, you know, doesn't become important anymore, they're going to go out in the world and they're going to experience the world. You got to change your prayers for people you care about. 
Amen. This is what you pray. God, jump them. Yes. Jump them. Jump them, Jesus. Just go and just attack them. So they can get their act together. Right, right. Hallelujah, somebody. Last one right here. I see. Come on. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of, about Christ. And people hear the good news. Your Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. When you realize something, I am a cripple. Bless you. And only Jesus makes up the difference. Yes. And you've been talking about holding back. Jesus on the cross is the biggest expression of holding back I've ever seen or ever heard about. Because Jesus at any time could have came off that cross. Yes, he could have. I, he says, I could have called down legions right now to stop all of this. I, can, I, I, don't have to, I don't have to do this. I really don't. Oh, I do have to do it because I have the permanent limp. I'm only going to do what the Father says. I'm only going to. See, Jesus is about holding back. Jesus held back his deity to die on your behalf, and all you want to do is ignore it. Act like it didn't happen. Or formulate in your own head how you, what your response is to it. Scary. But let me tell you, I'm done. The ultimate wrestling match is going to be at the end. Every knee will bow. Yes. Every tongue will confess anyway. So you'd be better off doing it now. Later. So how do you know, Keenan? How do you know? Well, do you got the permanent limp? Or you just your family bought you? Or you just, you know, it's what you do, or I just feel better when I go to church. Or or you know, oh they're gonna yell at me if I don't go. Oh, I just want her to shut up so I came. I just want him to leave me alone. So they'll look bad, they'll be mad at me if I don't go. Kids do that, and then what happens when they get 15? Well, 16. Right. You love someone, make a simple prayer. Lord, jump them. And say, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Come on, up. Everybody here good with God? If you're good with God, put your hand up. If you're good. If you're not good, put your hand up. If you're not good, seriously. If you, if you don't think you're good, stand up. Be, be brave. If you think you struggle, stand up with me. I pray for you right now. We'll finish all this right now. See, because this is what I realized. You guys are amazing people. You just don't know it. And, no, and I realize this also, also, no matter how much I bang in your head and feed you, it is still the wrestling match. And you still don't feel good enough. And you still feel like you don't do the right things. You still feel like you don't say the right thing. You still feel like you don't have enough faith. You and I'm saying stop it. You don't. But here's the thing, I don't either. But the only difference is I have the knowledge that I have been trying to teach you. Everybody close their eyes with me. Father, 
is people that are on their feet. They are your children because they believe you. And God, they've also confessed you. So now here's the thing. As they go through this wrestling match with you, I pray you remind them of a few things. One, that you just hold back. Yeah, you can take them out at any moment. Yeah, they're not really the best of the best. Yeah, you know, God, really, if you're so holy, why would you even spend time? Well, because you got this love that none of us will ever understand. And the only way we can kind of understand it is they are, those that are standing that have children, they love their children and they'll do anything in the world for their children. They'll love their children whether they're right or they're wrong. And so that's why we call you the father. Jesus is telling us something. He says, don't call him God, call him the father. See, because if we understand you as father, we can get back up when we fall. Guaranteed that your love is still there. When we call you the father, we can doubt you. We can doubt you. Look, you can, we can even doubt you love us. And, but, man, when you're the father, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that we're not loved because we doubt it. If we call you the father, we sorry. And, and, Lord, I don't really want you that way because you continue to wrestle with me. I'm going to hold on to you, and this wrestling match is going to continue until my heart changes. So everybody on their feet, I'm going to be honest, I love them dearly. And my love only shrinks. It's nothing compared to the love that you have for me. So, Lord, I'm asking that as they repent in their hearts right now, that you bless them and you reassure them of the simple fact. Their faith has made them whole. Hallelujah. Their knowledge has changed their, their, their lives. Their, the impact of you in their lives is changing them and molding them every single day. And, and Lord, it is not an emotional thing. And the world will not pull them back out there. So, Lord, as they commit their lives to you, Lord, all of us do. All of us understand it, but we probably should. Because, Lord, at all times, all of us have doubted. All of us have worried. All of us weren't sure. All of us have been scared. All of us have done those things. But, Lord, I thank you for the ones that are sitting. This is what they have. They're not better. They just have the knowledge. So, in Jesus, there's only two types of Christians. There's trained and untrained. We are the trained in the word of God and in the way God functions. So, Lord, bless all of them. Show your love to them. Speak to them in their moments of quiet. Speak to them in, in their dreams or whatever you got to do. Lord, continue to wrestle with them. Lord, I thank you for loving them and thank you for saving their lives. So this is telling me that if Jesus cracked the sky right now, they'll be good. So, Lord, we trust that everybody's saying, Jesus, that ain't. Amen.